he's like holding you hostage, telling you the story. It won't sign. He's just more and more details. <laughs> that was one of the craziest jobs, man. Like, I punched a little kid in the face one time. <laughs> I sure did. They call me Dr. Jones. Got my satchel of gris in my hand. Then we tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best. They call me the greedy man. Got many clients. What's up, you motherfuckers? Hey. Welcome to the Pole Boys Podcast. I'm Jody B. I don't know if anybody new even listens to this show. I think it's just people giving me mercy listens. And I appreciate that. (laughs) I see the numbers. I know that it's not... You know, we're not popping off. But you know what? I don't expect that much. I just think it's cool to finally be doing it. And uh, I'm trying to stay on a regular basis. So I guess as long as I can keep at least on a schedule, shit will get better and more popular. And I'll meet all kinds of new peoples. I got a few folks I think I'm fitting to start working on. Because, you know... I don't have a lot of questions, but I have a few, and I think it's cool just from seeing some of my, my Twitter family, the some of the guests that they've been wrangling, I guess really all it takes is a little bit of effort. Just got to get off your ass and do the shit. Anyway, my guest tonight, um, two local comics. Now, I've only dabbled in stand-up, but it is something that I really enjoy, and I hope to have more time to dedicate to it, and I know that may sound like a cop-out, but fuck (laughs) y'all. I got family shit to take care of, and uh, it's just, it isn't going to work right now, so I'll just, I'll sit here and just think of funny things in my head, and maybe tell them to y'all on this podcast. So, we got Kayla Esmond. And Josh Ogle. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Power couple. Local comics. And, uh... I saw Kayla the second time I went out. And it just... She seemed like a very funny person. And, you know, usually you can tell. Some people are funny on paper. Some people you just can't stand to be around. They're so goddamn funny. You just, it hurts. And she struck me as one of those people who's just genuine and and funny. And Josh, too. I mean, it's it's neat to finally be able to get out and explore and, you know, meet some of these people that are like me. You know, some of them maybe come from rough childhoods or just shitty situations and have learned to try to, you know, make sense of things. We have a slant. We see things a little different. 
and uh, I enjoy that shit. So, I hope to get a few more people. The you know, I know that the scene is growing, so hopefully I can be kind of a beacon. I know I don't think a lot of people from around here actually listen to the show, so I don't know what good it'll do necessarily to get people to the shows, but it'll get people's ears on them, and that's all you can ask for. So, yeah. I'm just going to sit around and talk some shit for a while about the scene. We'll get to know them. And I hope you enjoy it. I had a good time talking. And uh, hopefully we'll have them on the show again sometime in the future. So, you motherfuckers give it up. Kayla Esmond and uh, Josh Ogle. If you got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling hearts will get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my easy life. Not much, can you hear me? All right, cool. Man, so I have a crabby ass baby. Oh no. <laughs> Man, he was giving me the runaround so hard. This kid, when he decides that he doesn't want to do some shit, that's what it is. <laughs> I hear that's how babies are. Hmm. I wouldn't know. I just like when the cats piss me off, I just throw them on, on the on the patio and I'm like, alright, that's where you live now. See, it's funny, I think in a previous engagement I had mentioned that, you know, I used to be the guy that said, I know what it's like to have kids because we had a very high-maintenance animal. <laughs> oh, God. And now I understand when I would say that to parents and they would just look at me like they wanted to stab me in the face. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> it's it's not even on the same, not sure. even the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that for sure. Hmm. You can't lock your kid in a bathroom and tell him to fuck off for a couple hours if you really want to do something. Right. I mean, you can, but... There's slightly harsher legal consequences. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then from your friends, too. It's not just legally like you can't tell your friends that you stuck your kid in a room for a little while and was just like, well, it'll be all right. I left him some food and water and a a box to shit in. He'll be fine. It's fine. (laughs) Hmm. So yeah, um, sorry it took so long, and uh, I was gonna ask too. Um, you know, are you doing this on your phone, or are you actually on a laptop? Because I know you said that you had your boyfriend too, and he's a comic, so I didn't know if y'all wanted to kind of to share the thing or how y'all want to do it or what. I'm, I'm on my laptop. He's right here. Uh, mm-hmm. We can do us both. We can do just me. And uh... yeah, can can you have him say something for me so I can yeah. get his level? Hey man, how's it going? Good deal. That I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, excellent. Totally. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to do, let's see here. Looks like everything's reading okay. Let me, uh, I'm going to play just a little bit of music. Tell me if you can hear it. I'm just trying to make sure I've got everything set up right. Can y'all hear that? Yep. Okay, cool. Good. I got my audio back up, yeah. Excellent. We are cooking with grease. 
Excellent. So, yeah, I'm glad to have y'all here. This is Po' Boys Podcast. We sit around and talk shit, and uh, it's cool because I I have a lot of interest in stand-up comedy. Uh, I've only got to do a couple open mics, so I wouldn't even say that I'm even trying at this point to do it, but uh, I got hey, to meet I Kayla. Will say, I will say the one mic that I saw you at, like, you did a great job. And that was a crazy mic, too. Dude, there was a lot going on that night. <laughs> yeah, there was. When, when the guy was telling the story about getting shot in the face is one of the, like, hands down, least weird people that, like, you know, it's an interesting mic. I thought the same thing. And I got the curtain jerk on that. So it was like, okay. <laughs> I just ran in there and did it. And then, let's see, wasn't uh, the homeless guy was, I think, followed me on that. Yeah, and y'all fucking, he ran the light and they cut his mic. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> he was acting out, um, mm-hmm. he was acting out singing in the singing rain. Singing in the rain, yeah. Fucking, I think Big Dre got cut because he dropped an F-bomb. Like 45 seconds in. Right, yeah. and then um, the meat man, what's, uh, not, what's his fucking name, uh, Ruben. Ruben yeah. dropped yeah. an F-bomb. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you're the only person that snuck one in. <laughs> I know. I don't. It, it was only because I, I was talking in an accent. I don't think they caught it. And I didn't intend to sneak it in. It just kind of came out. Like, it's never my intention to be like, ah, fuck you to the, to the rules. I totally understand why they're there. Mm. But they do slip out sometimes. It's funny because I haven't really got into doing open mics and I thought that was one of the reasons why um, it wouldn't be as good because unfortunately I'm I'm very vocal when it comes to my, my profanities I, I say them a lot and I understand the idea behind not using them as a crutch especially for people that are trying to you know right. figure it out so I get it yeah I totally and like it um it always it adds a little extra level of like, oh, there's something else to think about, but I'm never, I'm never upset about it. It's it's something I understand, and I understand the thinking behind it of they don't want somebody on their first time going up there and just dropping a bunch of f bombs and walking the, the audience before the actual people can get up there. Right. Well, some people use it as a word in between. You know, when you can't think of anything to say, you just go fucking, and I, yeah, I do it sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. So, do me a favor. Yeah. You guys introduce yourselves. Okay. And, uh, you know, let everybody know. I, I'm sure a few people will listen. It's not a whole, whole lot, but, you know, I pass around, and I, I'm, I'm trying to get in with a few of the other folks up there and just kind of get the word around. And so, you know, hopefully some people that you know might hear this in the long run. For sure. That'd be great. So don't That'd fuck up. <laughs> I'll do my absolute best. Uh, I am Kayla Esbitt. I am uh, a cat enthusiast, first off. That is my main all-time, full-time job. Um, after being a cat enthusiast, I'm, uh, I'm an actor. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm, uh, I, I write poetry. I produce plays. I produce films. Um... I do online closed captioning. You do closed captioning? Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's, a, it's a nice little extra side job to uh, fill in the blanks uh, in my paychecks when the acting or the comedy is light that month. I'll do some closed captioning online. Uh, I do bike tours in downtown Little Rock. 
I wait tables occasionally. I, I kind of I spread it all around. But first and foremost, cat enthusiast. Cat enthusiast, comic workaholic. Got it. <laughs> yes. She she definitely works way harder than I do. Um, I'm Josh Ogle, stand up comedian and uh, lawyer by day. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to I'm glad to know you, Josh. <laughs> glad to know you. <laughs> he's handy. He's been very handy to me. He doesn't know how handy he's been because I can't even tell you how many times I've like been in an argument with somebody, and I'm like, "Well, maybe we'll just have my lawyer boyfriend look at this." <laughs> Lawyered. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyered. I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on retainer, apparently. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I hope he gives you a good rate, at least. I've heard lawyers can be a little a little blood-sucking is the word, but, you know, I, well, I had experiences with As long as I a do few. a little sucking, he stays fine. Hmm. He's fine. I've wondered. No, and see, this is legit, and you laugh, but I've often said that, you know, these superstar millionaire guys that run around and they end up with these gold diggers and, and shit like that, I've often said, like, the smart play would be to find a lady lawyer and, and oh, woo her and just have her on standby. Now, that's going to fuck you up one day if she decides she wants to get a divorce. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, it, it might give you a leg up with, like what you said, when you just talking shit or, or throwing shade at somebody, you can say, hey, can I say, can I call this this person a cunt? <laughs> yeah, 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 you can. It's legal. Got it. Is that, is, is cunt a threat or is that just a, a mere statement of fact? <laughs> Am I liable in this if right, it is, is an it? actual fact that they are a cunt? Can I, if I can prove that they are a cunt, <laughs> can I put it on billboard? Truth is an absolute defense to defamation <laughs> and slander. It's great, and you got a star witness in the deal too. <laughs> I actually recently used that. I have someone that um, owed me money, um, and it's it's not a whole lot of money, but they were being real real flippant about it and very rude to me about the fact that they were supposed to have paid me this money um, a week earlier. And I was like, well, you know, I would hate to have to get Josh involved. I'm sure you won't let it come to that. All of a sudden, I'm getting Venmoed my money. And I was like, all right, buddy. <laughs> it's not bad. So, Josh, you're, you're a comic too, right? Yeah, I've yeah. seen your name a, a few times, you know, around the the Looney Bin site and stuff like that. I mean, I've kind of been cyber stalking a few of you motherfuckers from up there, just people that I've run into, and uh, yeah. it's cool, man. I, I like what y'all are doing. I'd heard that the scene had kind of slowed down here for a while, and that you know, just recently with with uh, you know this new wave of folks and then new places to go uh with the joint and then hibernia and everything else like it's actually starting to pick up some huh yeah um back when i started because i've been doing it for about three years a little over three years now yeah <laughs> right before i started the looney bin was pretty much the only place and then the joint started up and lately like the past six eight months or so there's just been kind of an explosion in the number of comedians and Unlike in the past where people show up and do it once and then you never see them again, people are actually sticking around, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. I've actually got a brand new mic starting at EJ's Eatery downtown. Um, it's going to be the very first one is going to be this Monday, June 19th. Um, and we'll be doing it every other Monday from here until the future. We're going to be doing lots of, of fun games. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be challenges every night. Oh, um, 
so it, yeah, there's been a, a really cool um, passion among a lot of uh, local comics that uh, makes you want to work hard. It makes it makes you want to work harder when everyone else around you wants to work. It makes you want to work, and it kind of you just it, it's a cycle of revitalization in every direction. No, I can dig that. Um, I was listening to a show yesterday. Uh, I believe it was Joey Diaz, and I think he was talking with Ralphie May. And you know they're in L.A., so they're they're in a totally different comic scene than kind of what we got going here. And they were talking about the difference between just since the 2000 mark and how the camaraderie like doesn't exist anymore, especially there. Uh, yeah. They said that you know everybody's out to get somebody, or everybody's trying to say somebody's stealing, and it's just it's a a blood sport over there right now, apparently. Because I mean that's obviously with you know the comedy store and shit like that. That's going to be a big scene. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to sh- not to say anything bad about Little Rock, but the stakes are so much higher there. You know, yeah, I mean, there's right. a lot more going on. Well, yeah. also I think there's more comics. Like we do definitely have the comics here. That I mean, I would say there's. There's one comic that I think steals a lot of material, and I don't particularly care for that. You know, there's another comic with an attitude that I particularly care for, but it's such a small scene. I'm sure in an L.A. scene where that's multiplied by 12%, you've got, you know, 20 of those people as opposed to just one. I'm sure that's a lot harder to deal with. So how many people... If y'all had to put a number on it, like right now, just in the cycles, because I'm sure... I've seen you guys are also traveling comedians, right? Y'all, do y'all do the Looney yeah. Bin circuit? Do you? I, I saw that Kayla was in. Uh, did you go to fucking Chicago recently? Yeah, we both we did. Both we did, both yeah. performed at Zany's in Chicago. Um, I'm going to be in Boise, Idaho this weekend. After that, we're going to we're both going to be in Sarasota. We both perform in Memphis and Tulsa. Um, so we're kind of. We're, you do we're in those really early stages of really trying to head towards being road comics. Yeah. Um, and it's it's starting to pan out. It's very exciting. but That's cool. It's fun. It's, good. it's cool to get to travel and meet new people, meet new comics. Oh, yeah. Do comedy in cool places. So, so who's funnier between the two of y'all? Who's <laughs> funnier than I am? Josh is definitely funnier. <laughs> Um, it's always a funny thing, like when you see a, a couple of comedians, and so it's like, I wonder what that's like. Do you guys sit around and try to one up each other? Because I think I'm pretty funny, but my wife thinks she's funny too. And <laughs> we'll sit around and do it. And uh, I wonder, uh, it's got to be ten times worse when you're actually with somebody who has the same, uh, you know, the same hobby. <laughs> oh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But I would say on stage, Josh is funnier. But in person, I make a lot fewer um, awful puns. Oh, I love I love wordplay puns. The highest form of comedy. Mm. Puns are fun. Puns are fun. It's <laughs> the same it. four puns though. Oh. I, I, I do repeat. I make a lot of dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, on stage, our styles of comedy are very different. Right. Um, and that helps, I'm sure. Yeah, you can't really like compare necessarily the two of us because we do kind of different things but we both find the other one exceptionally funny true yeah well that's cool because i guess in that sense since you aren't technically competing with each other since you're doing different brands then yeah. it's also nice to get another comedic angle or set of ears on it so that's cool just oh yeah oh, we write together all the time do you guys it's ever shut each other down and you say hey is this funny and you go that's not fucking funny at all yes <laughs> yes we usually try to say it nicer than that but- i don't 
He does. He's I, a better I, person than I am. That's for sure. I don't know who's funnier, but he's definitely a better person. I just had that conversation recently with my wife, and I think we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> she says it all the time. She says, maybe I'm just not that nice of a person. And sometimes I say, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. And, like, I, um, I'm a little more forward than Josh is with my feelings. Um, but we will – neither of us are going to – let each other get on stage with a joke that we genuinely think is bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. At least you've got a little bit of security. <laughs> yeah, it's a good safety net. So, let's see. I've seen, there just to name a few, like, mm-hmm. I really appreciate, you know, observational, storytelling type humor. And I believe that's kind of what, Kayla, you do, correct? Is that Yes, Life experience mixed with a little bit of joke writing and shit like that. Just kind of get on stage and talk to folks. Yeah. um, Mine tends to bounce around a lot because I also, I've added a little bit of, I have a song that I do now, which is uh, silly and ironic because it's making fun of musical comedy, but I'm making fun of myself doing musical comedy. Um, (laughs) I think Josh and I both do a form in a way, observational humor, but very different approaches to observational humor. Right. I think I'm a lot more straightforward. I'm less likely to necessarily relate it to me. I go more general instead of specific. But mm-hmm. And mine is very much my viewpoint. Yeah. So, Josh, are you, uh, are, do you do deadpan delivery? Are you one of those guys, like a Jesselnik type, where you're just like, you know, it's funny, this uh, thing, and then you kind of just hit him with a punchline? Or is, are, you, are you more joke writing, or do you do storytelling also? I'm, I'm a joke writer. I, yeah, I write material. Um, my, my delivery, it's definitely not deadpan. I, I think I come across as kind of anxious, but not like necessarily Woody Allen level anxious. I don't know if you that. come across as anxious as you think you do, though. Because you, you seem to think that you come off kind of neurotic on stage, but when I watch it, it there's this kind of very um, paced, well-paced confidence to it. Yeah, yeah. And it does. It re- it's very relatable because he he comes at it from this is an observation that I think we can all agree on, and my stuff tends to be very much here's an observation that may very well only work in my head. Here's something that I thought the other day on the couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. No, I'm curious, and I'm going to have to try to get out and uh, and catch Josh somewhere. You know, uh, I don't get out much, and that's kind of my problem. I got a one and a half year old baby. That'll do it. Yeah, and it's it's funny because, you know, I listen to a lot of comedy, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I hear these other comedians with their life stories, and it, it kind of makes me wonder, because some of them don't have great track records. <laughs> Very <Right>. true. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, I wish sometimes that I could sit down with like a seasoned vet, like mm-hmm. Ralphie May. You know, he just recently got a divorce, and for years he talked about his wife, he's got two kids. She was his opener on the road for a long, long time. Yeah, comedian as well. She's um, she's funny. You know, it, it's it's weird to think that from the outside looking in, you have two successful comedians mm. who still succumb to you know the problems that can lead to you know multiple families in the in the long run. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. We we have a tendency to feel like we um, know everything that's happening with performers, right, like right. they're actors or comedians, um, because what they're doing is trying to let you somewhat into their lives. 
But we have to remember they're a lot more than that TV show we saw or the 45-minute special. There's always so much complexity going on behind the scenes, which is always fascinating to me. I, I have a deep fascination with the, the comedians that come through the loony bin. I love asking them what their girlfriends or boyfriends or spouses do. Yeah. Um, that's always so interesting to me of like what who these people are and who they connect with behind the scenes. Well, there was a guy that came in, um, I believe the night that, that I did the last open mic, or maybe it was the first one. Um, Rick Gutierrez? No, he was he was the middle guy. Alex Ortiz. He, yeah, I remember him. He was the closer that night. Yeah, he's no, very funny. Was the middle guy? Um, he's bought. You know what? It was the first open mic. That's right, because it was. Uh, oh shit! Let's see if I can do this. Mm, my brain isn't working. No. The guy, um, I believe he was from, like, Michigan or Chicago, and uh, he did a bit about um, Cypress Hill. I remember that. He was talking about how oh. he's, like, the B-real in the relationship because he has stepkids. <laughs> That's funny. And he said that, you know, his he can't say shit to the kids unless mom says it first, so she'll be like, <laughs> take your food to the table. And he said, I'll take your food to the table. Like, it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> the dude was funny. But in the middle of it, um, you know, he had, I think... What is it? What's the middle? Like a 10, 15 minute? Something like that? Um, the middle act will do about uh, 25, 30 minutes, the feature, and the MC, their host, will do about 10 to 15. Okay, so maybe it was midway through, but he basically was talking about how, you know, he has two step kids and a wife oh. who's not necessarily okay with what he does for a living. <laughs> and, uh, and speaking yeah. about it on stage, that was kind of part of his, his, uh, his angle, you know, was kind of the pessimistic dad. <laughs> so it's like, I wonder, there's got to be people that, that know that they're literally flushing their shit down the toilet right now, but they got that drive and that, um, that obsession with comedy. So they're going to keep doing it. Well, I, I love, um, I have a lot of respect for the comics that can get up on stage and really, really just fully open up like that. We really do know them. It's not just kind of an illusion. Uh, and I, I think that kids maybe, or even like kids, family, stepkids, and that experience that comes with it, it, it has to be comedic gold. Because I'm 25 and I have cats. I don't, I don't have that many like funny things that happen to me on a day-to-day basis. But I listen to these comedians with kids yeah. and with families and these complex problems in lives. And it's always so funny. It gets deep, right? <laughs> it, it gets me. It gets me, especially when they get up there and they're talking so blatantly like that. It's it's crazy. I it's funny. Like I'll see things, and these are all things that I work on, and I just I know that it has to be something funny, you know. So I've what the reason that I even started doing the open mic is because I told myself that I wanted to set like a goal. Mm. So I got a, my notepad on my phone, right? And I said, when I get to five hundred things you know, 500 topics, something that I can just, oh yeah, that's a story or that's something that I thought was funny, you know, just little little callbacks. When I get to 500, I'm going to go to an open mic. It took a while. It took, I think, um, a year or two, you know, of just jotting shit down, little funny things and stuff that I'd seen. You know, I drive a truck, so I see a lot of crazy shit out on the road too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got up there that first time and I told a story about shit in my pants and I shit on the couch accidentally. 
That's always that's always a good story. Yeah, that was my opener. I said, you know what? Because I felt it when I got in there. There was a few people. Jay Jackson said hi to me, and uh, you know, yeah. love Jay already. I've only met him like three or four times, but he seems like a really cool dude. He's 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 one of my favorite people, hands down. And that's what you know. There's the three that really got me when I, when I first saw you perform or, or made acquaintance. Jay Jackson, you, and Da Vinci. Oh, Da Vinci's He's great. great. He's I mean, I loved your set when I saw you. Like, I still remember your your set, which for somebody that I, I've only seen, I think twice, um, you, your your set made a great impression. I would love to see you come out and do another. Yeah, you another seem set. really comfortable on stage already. Mm-hmm. And you've obviously got some great stories going. Yeah, well, and it's funny because I think the stage thing is something I've always thought would be easier. And I mean, I'm not trying to be a wise ass. It's just I did three years of drama in high school. And then, I mean, I didn't get into anything really big. But, you know, I, I was in front of people a few times, and it, it didn't really freak me out. My knees will get a little shaky, but I just end up doing it. You know, I'm not the kind of person to just walk out or say, oh, I'm not going to do it at the last minute. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, you know, I had my accident and yeah. I feel like for like the last 15 years on a day-to-day basis, I've had people stare at me. Ugh. And it's kind of given me a little bit of an armor at this point to where it doesn't bother me. Like, it just, I, I don't care what I say. I'm not going to react to you staring at me. <laughs> so being on stage isn't that big of a deal. That's really interesting. That's something that that I'd never that I'd never thought of. But that makes so much sense. And I mean, um, having you know, I did. That's interesting. I did pest control for six years, so yeah. I was basically like a door to door salesman. So I would meet people every single day, and then you know, I ran a route of like maybe two hundred different customers a month on a three-month cycle so that's like 600 people right different people who i had to entertain and and do a good job and you know make feel secure enough that they would pay me money to make bugs not be in their house so i mean i always tell people it's funny because your bug man is is like a best friend because you see him four times a year that's more than you see some of your fucking family members You know. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I got in deep with these people. It was really cool. I would hear people's stories, and they would tell me about their fucking cousins. I came home one time to, like, uh, a, a wife. Like, I don't know what happened, but I showed up, and I knocked on the door. And the door came open, and this dude come running outside, and she was throwing shit. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so it was a stepbrother. Like, it was her husband's younger brother. And the wife were having some beef. Oh, wow. So door comes open. He comes running outside. Shit's flying. I kind of sidestep. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, books and shoes. She comes outside and she proceeds to chew his ass in the front yard. <laughs> She's fucking yelling. She's poking him in his chest and just going ham, right? Oh, you kidding Now, I'm on the, on the fucking porch. So they passed me and I'm in between the door and them right now. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> cool i'm just i guess i'm gonna wait this out (laughs) yeah Uh, she's in the middle of chewing his ass she stops 
she looks me right in the face and she goes, "Hey, what's going on, sweetheart? You can go ahead and get started. Um, I'll be in there in just a minute, cool." And I was like, "All right." Southern hospitality. Yeah, I said, "All right." We made Southern hospitality at the end of the day. She looked at me. She gave me a thumbs up. She pointed back at the dude and proceeded to chew on his ass more. <laughs> I just went in the house and started spraying the bugs. That's hilarious. I mean, I've, stuff like that happens, and not to that same degree where you're going to them. But I will say, weird things happen to comics kind of like that. Yeah, and I've yeah. observed this more in the, not so much myself as much as the headliners at the Looney Bin, but people will tell them their craziest, darkest, darkest secrets without shame. Just walk up and say, hey. It's insane. I banged my Somebody dog one time. <laughs> like, huh? Somebody walked into the Looney Bin um, within the past couple of weeks. Somebody walked into the Looney Bin during a show. And pointed at his wife in the middle of the floor, interrupted the show to say, Cheating wife, we got a cheating wife here. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. To the headliner, like, kind of motioning towards her. And he walked out, and the uh, the alleged cheating wife stayed. And then the comedian, the headliner, just has to go with this. And the, what do you do? You just you just stay with that for a while. You just address it. But people tell comedians some crazy shit like this. Dude, that was one thing with the bug guy thing. Um, I would be in a house, you know, spraying. Uh-huh. And very rarely did I get to meet whole families. I usually either met the husband or the wife. You know, right. that's just how it was. And uh, it's kind of a weird feeling when, you know, you're in a house spraying for bugs. And you see the dude and the chick. And you say, hey, what's going on? Uh-huh. And then you're walking down the hallway and you realize that the dude in the pictures... Isn't that same guy as the dude in the kitchen? And you're like, wait a minute. I had a dude in Maumel tell me out loud that he was bringing his fucking maid. Oh. Told me out. He's like, yeah. And he, it was, that was a weird dude. Man. Yeah. Sounds like it. He told me, no, not the maid, the babysitter. That's what it was. Oh, oh no. See, now, maid and babysitter have two very different connotations for me. Right, right. No, this was the babysitter. <laughs> babysitter brings to mind when I was 15 and used to, to babysit. Mm-hmm. Maybe, no, and you maybe, would be maybe correct. Maybe you should just say mistress. I think at that point, maybe just go mistress. He okay. told me that he was banging his babysitter on, like, the <laughs> island in the kitchen, and he basically told me he's like and you know i'll do whatever fucking you know because i'm cut i ain't gotta worry about that and he's just basically telling me all this shit and i'm like cool dude um can you sign for this you know did you know that i know your wife i spoke to her before (laughs) he's like holding you hostage telling me the story won't sign he's just more and more details (laughs) that was one of the craziest jobs man like i punched a little kid in the face one time I sure did. I, I punched him square in the face. Did, let's be, did he deserve it? He, he did deserve it. But here's the well, thing. then the world probably got brighter that day. So I show up at this house super early, like 7.30. And I never would get out, so I was already kind of salty. I'm just not a morning person. And this lady, um, let's just say her husband had something to do with the school district. So... You know, they all get up and out pretty early, catch the bus, whatever. So I show up, and the kid runs out of his room, and he's got a t-shirt with, like, macaroni and shit glued onto it. 
And he's just full of it already. He's like, what's going on? Uh, It's it's wear your shirt day, show and tell, something like that. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. And he just takes (laughs) off running through the house. I'm not interested in your life. Just just trying to spray some bug. Cool. So I talk to uh, the lady for a minute. She tells me, you know, kind of what's going on. I say, all right, cool. I'm going to get started. Just uh, I'll see you in a minute. And I had this move, you know, if you've ever seen a, a, a real bug dude, he's got one of those metal fucking bug sprayers. Yeah. So I would I would pick it up and I would kind of pull the little wand thing out and then I would stretch the hose, out, you know, kind of extend it out to make sure there was no kinks in the hose. And those handles of those fucking things are brass, like they're solid, like <laughs> is they're heavy. So I fucking, you know, grab my thing, I pick, grab the handle, and I whip that son of a bitch out, and the little kid come running around the corner, and I pegged him right in his fucking eye. <laughs> With the brass, the back handle of that fucking shit, and a hammer fist, just bam, <laughs> took him off his feet. The kid brass knuckled himself in the face from the story I just heard, and I think he learned a very important lesson on that day. That yeah. kid hit the floor and started screaming and I dropped that fucking canister I was like oh my god (laughs) mom came running in there and you know he's screaming like a fucking banshee and I'm just like look I'm sorry I didn't see him he came around you know I told her I said I I hit him with the thing and she said oh it'll be okay just do your thing and I'm thinking for sure this is done like I you know (laughs) I'm ready to leave but I need to continue my shit so I go upstairs they have an open loft area, so I hear this kid downstairs just fucking screaming. <laughs> and I'm upstairs, and I'm taking my time because I'm trying to think like what I'm gonna say, like what. Uh, so I'm fucking doing my thing. I come downstairs, and as soon as I say, I say "Ma'am, I'm so so," she says, "No, no, no, no." He's been running through the house too much, and uh, you know we've been trying to tell him, and I go. <laughs> Okay, so he's got a bag of peas on one of his eyes, and he's fucking mean dogging me with the other one, just oh, fucking staring at me. Oh, that is a southern mama right there. Like, what? What did I tell you was gonna happen? Oh, you think you're gonna get sympathy for me? No, you're not. Because what did I tell you was gonna happen? Finish. You, you were proof of what she had probably been telling yeah. him for the last seven months. Yeah, <laughs> you're God's hand of justice. It's it's heavy and swift. It's got a wicked right hand. <laughs> so I sign the ticket I get outside and I'm still kind of dazed because I'm just like oh my god like do I need to do damage control should I call my boss and say hey I just punched a fucking 8 year old kid in the face <laughs> it might be the superintendent's son so like <laughs> I get out I call my mom first and uh, I'm telling her and she's just silence after I tell her the story <laughs> and she goes I bet he won't run through the fucking house anymore. <laughs> That's another Southern mama. That is another Southern mama. <laughs> never did it again. Yeah, he fucking... I went back several times later, and he, he never ran through the fucking house while I was there. <laughs> so good. And he did. <laughs> Shit like that. And, and you know, I bet it also helped him because he probably had a sweet story to tell at school the next day. Well, yeah, because he probably was had up with half his face just fucked up. Just a black eye and a macaroni t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and he can make up whatever story gets him the, how old was he, eight, you yeah. said? Eight, every bit. Eight, so nine. So much as maybe like, uh, 
the, the pop tart what what eight year old boys like i don't know i mean this kid was probably just past taking naps you know what i mean like he, he was still pretty pretty small so i felt bad about that one for a while but i just see weird shit like it just happens all the time and at one point finally i said i'm gonna start writing this shit down so that's where i'm at i've got a little baby and I've got a wife that I do love dearly, and I didn't have the greatest uh, family shit growing up. So it's a very hard decision to know that I want to pursue the comedy thing, but I just I can't right now. <laughs> you know, it sucks. Well, what's one of the nice things about comedy, though, is like there's no such thing as too late. That's true, and that's hey, I'm doing a podcast now. You know, that's another thing. It's. Also- I said on another thing, this is also for me to air all of my psychotic shit. I said a, a fucking board and a microphone is a lot cheaper than a therapist. So I can just get on here and go on a rant if I want to and be a fucking psycho, and that's fine. Yeah. It's on my dime. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. I've been slowly watching my cat give himself a, a very long, happy bath. Oh, nice. Is he about halfway? Yeah, he just flipped over, so yeah. Yeah, he did, actually. (laughs) You know, we had a dog since, so yeah, since me and my wife got together, like when they split up, they kind of did like a doggy divorce. There's two dogs, and then they just traded them off every couple weeks. Aww. Yeah. So eventually, I had to kind of not put the kibosh, but I said, listen, you know, I'm cool with having a dog here, but we need one, like, you know. One of them, obviously, you like more. And they fight all the time. They were little pugs, and pugs fucking fight. Oh, little dogs. Little dogs are crazy. They're on a different level. So we went with the older one, and uh, we got some good years out of him. And, I mean, we rode that fucking horse (laughs) to the the bitter end. Oh, that dog costs so much money. Old animals so often do. My uh, one of my cats is starting to get up there, and it's like, really, you need twenty five dollar eardrops twice a week. What's wrong with you? He lives to be. Damn, I'll pay it, but whatever, man. Yeah, well, and it's fucked up because I come. I grew up in the country. You know what I'm saying? When you get a sick dog, um, it just that dog isn't around anymore. That's how that goes. Nowadays, when you go to the vet, that's not even an option. They don't say, well, if you would like to put your dog down, then it would be this much. They just go, well, he's got a torn ACL and a, a crooked spine. And, you know, there's this experimental surgery for $3,500. It might not work, but, uh, yeah, you know, you can get that. We'll do payments. They, so, they, have, they have pet insurance now. <laughs> they do, and I would highly recommend anybody, if you've got a young pet, because that was the only thing, is he was too old when we found out about it. We were like, fuck. <laughs> he, got, he got pancreatitis. He ended up being diabetic. He had oh. one eye uh, fucking got oh man glaucoma or some shit like that, so he had a fake eye at one point that popped out. That oh. was a crazy fucking day. That's an oldest fuck dog. He was like need fake eyes. Was the fake eye for him or was it for y'all? It was for my wife at first. Gotcha, gotcha. And just for appearances because we didn't know how that was going to turn out. With because they sewed the eyelid shut. That's how they do that. Oh. And uh, so yeah, we went with the fake eye first, and it it didn't work. Uh So 
yeah, he ended up having one eye, and then we'd have to give him fucking shots twice a day. So, like when I said in the very beginning, he was fucking high maintenance. So, we thought yeah. having a kid was going to be similar. Yeah. <laughs> this thing has both its eyes. How hard could it be? Right. No, not even. <laughs> it's it's way different. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's far more difficult. But, at least, to a baby's credit, as opposed to a sick pug, the sick pug's going to get worse. Hopefully, the baby gets better. You Hopefully, know, the baby will slowly get better at being not so high maintenance. Not being like Kate Hudson in a, in a rom-com. You feel me? <laughs> That's right. Suck it up, you pansy. <laughs> no, um... It's it's weird. I say it's once you have one, and then you got to talk about having two, and it's just you got to <laughs> shut that shit down because up to whole baseball team. It's I think I'd rather get a fish. I really would now. I just say you know what, let's just get a fish. If it I'm dies, we'll just get another cats. one. Cats are pretty self sufficient, and I don't even pretend like they're comparable to babies. I appreciate that they're not comparable to babies. I brag about the fact that they're not comparable to babies. But cats are assholes, though. Ah, nah, <laughs> nah. Most, how about this? They just don't. They you know just what? don't need us as bad. I don't want to be cat racist. Not all <laughs> cats are bad. Not all cats are mean. A lot of them will fucking tag your ass for no reason when you walk into the house, just for their fucking amusement. Yeah. And that shit. Knew, you were the kind of guy that would punch an eight-year-old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do I seem like the kind of guy that would be okay with walking down the hallway and having a cat reach out from a bookcase and just grab me? Like <laughs> it doesn't end well, kitty. Cat's judged. Yeah, you tag that cat right back. I like not having all the uh, pet hair in the house too. Like I gotta admit, it See, was something. I'm on board with that. Is that it's so much pet hair? It's bizarre. I don't know how it happens. It, it follows me places. Like I'm at work, and it's it's there on the counter. And I'm like, how did you get here? It's weird, and that's having we've moved since, and uh, I've noticed that we already have enough dust and Cheerios and shit on the floor. <laughs> from the kid now like i don't think i could deal with you know another layer of fucking hair and shit oh, God. i can't imagine having a baby and a pet that sounds that sounds like a lot of work mm. yeah we've talked about it but i just i don't know that last one was rough <laughs> like i said we went all the way we went all the way to the fucking like the vet trip you know what i'm saying like it was that was some shit it was a month before our baby was born so he literally checked out and i the only reason i think my wife was cool with it because i mean it was it was like her kid in that it was something she had had and taken care of for like 13 years (laughs) you know and uh you know i think what finally got her over it was the fact that it was like dude we were having to pick him up and take him outside and hold him so he could take a piss like See, that's not a life anything wants to live. Yeah, and then on top of that, you're talking about we're fixing to be taking care of a person at the same time. Like, it was time to go, bro. Yeah. I apologize. My cat is currently chasing his tail. Get it. And it was very entertaining. Get it. (laughs) He did. He got it. (laughs) Very satisfied with his accomplishments. That's right. See, that's the. Ex- I don't mind the cat being an asshole because that's the exact level of responsibility that I'm trying to have right now. 
I'm with you on the maintenance. Come though. back to you every three or four days. Yeah, I'm a turtle kind of guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just throw some shit in there and go, all right, bro, take it easy. Yeah. Have fun. We had one for a while. I found it um, one day while I was doing the bug guy thing. It was actually 420. I was hired and bird pussy. <laughs> Excellent. A, Roundabout's where I am now. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I was I was right there, and I had to. One thing that I used to kind of get entertainment out of is I would spray churches. You know, like that's kind of weird to be in a church all by yourself. I had keys to some of them, and I would just go in there. Like sometimes, if I had to take a dump or something, I would just wait because I knew I would have like privacy. Uh-huh. At the church. They're creepy, man. Like walking they in. Are, Being alone in a church is really creepy. Yeah, I could turn the lights up. You know what I mean? Like in the big auditorium church where like, you know, Ooh. with the fucking microphones and the drum kits and shit, I could like turn the house lights up and like do all that shit. So it's like, it was kind of cool. And uh, I showed up one day to do this one and I found this little turtle. It was the size of like a half dollar, like a poker chip. Oh, that is a tiny turtle. Yeah. In the middle of a fucking parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and yeah, I took it home and I kept that son of a bitch for like four years. Nice. Yeah, then he died. Aw, little turtle. I, I was, mean, oh, what is the lifespan of a tiny turtle? Oh, uh, like 20 fucking years. Uh, for all we know, for all we know, he was like a 38 year old tiny turtle. You know, that could be it. He had a stunted growth. Yeah. We named him Carlos, like after the hangover. Oh, nice! Yeah, we found a baby. Found a baby. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was cool. I like I said, I ended up spending like four or five hundred dollars all together, like from start to finish, with the tanks and all the shit I had to buy. Eventually, as he got bigger, so I was a little pissed off when it happened because I I didn't know why I just bought like a big tank, and I think he just got cold. It was like the winter time. Oh yeah, and that's one thing that they don't really get into. You know, turtles hibernate. So when you have one as an inside pet, it's kind of a weird thing that you have to adapt for, and that one just didn't work out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's crazy. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Well, I hadn't either. I didn't realize that turtles fucking hibernated. Apparently, they bury themselves. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess it makes sense to an extent. That's why you only see them certain times of the year. Like, you don't just see them out and about. They apparently just kind of dig a hole or some shit like that and just bury themselves and then they sleep for six months or some shit. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I don't see a turtle making it through one of those really bad ice storms. No. And I mean, that's a good plan. I wish I could do that shit sometimes. I wish I could do it for the summertime in this fucking state, man. That sounds sweet. Nah, it's already getting hot outside and I'm hating it. So, I I could take a nap all summer. That'd be great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Man. I enjoy it, but I'm 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 always cold. I, I fulfill that stereotype to a T. I am a woman, and I'm always cold. I'll say this: a portion. There are a couple truths that I have finally discovered about women, and I can say this with all certainty: women are always cold, and they don't fucking eat leftovers. <laughs> See, that's weird. I eat leftovers. Oh, you just blew a hole in my fucking theory. Thanks well, a lot. Also, but hey, I'm also I'm a little bit of an outlier because I'm also a stoner. So that's uh, that's kind of you're looking at your controls there, and I I think I might be. There's other factors at play. Garbage data in that. You yeah. just smashed my fucking joke because the next line to that is you put a dick in your mouth, but you won't eat fucking leftover French fries <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> 
It doesn't make Jennifer sense. Jennifer just did the most woman thing, and that's ruin your joke. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> she does that to me all the time. Don't feel bad. Uh, well, hey, I know uh, when I talked to you earlier, you said that you had some shit to do around six. Is that what's up? Do y'all need to go or anything? Or I have to be at the Looney Bin to work at 630. Nice. Well, you know, I don't want to hold you up. It's If y'all want to keep talking, we can. But I figured I would stop now and just kind of see what y'all were feeling. Heck yeah. Do you mind if um, we plug our podcast? Yeah, go ahead. Get everything out there. Get your, uh, your um, Do it. Well, then we've got a podcast coming out um, here very soon. It'll be um, coming out hopefully with, here within the next month. Uh, it's Law and Criminal. Uh, where it's going to be a true crime podcast about everyday laws uh, that you don't really think about, but that uh, really affect your life. We're talking about it with a comedic slant. It will not be legal advice. Yeah, it's not, not legal it's advice. It's not legal it's advice. Fun, fun entertainment. Not legal advice. <laughs> not your parents. Not legal advice. Guys, that's a good fucking idea. <laughs> Did you come up with that? Did somebody just mention it? Or were you all sitting around half-baked one day and you just said, you know, it'd be cool. We fucking... <laughs> um, we talked about a podcast and Kayla came up with the bulk of the idea. Yeah. Well, because he has a lot of experience with um, the laws that kind of affect your everyday life because he's a bankruptcy attorney. Yeah. Um, and, like, studied state law and stuff. And I have a lot of experience breaking really mundane laws. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, dealing with those from the criminal side of, like, you know, failures to appear and stuff like that. You know, the, the things that you're more likely to run into that aren't going to be on law and order rescue, you know? No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a really good plan. But thank you. That's kind of... Um, we're what I- coming out with that very soon, and then... You know, you can follow me at Kaylawa on Twitter or whatever, uh, Uh If you're interested in coming to see any stand-up or seeing what films I'm doing, I've got a film that I'm uh, doing in November. I'm going to be directing a play for the Weekend Theater in December and at the Public Theater at, towards the end of August, beginning of September. Uh, Josh, I don't know. <laughs> Man, I should have gone first. I sound really bad by comparison. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on pretty much all social media. Uh, at Oglewhelmed, O-G-L-E, Whelmed. Uh, hopefully July 30th at the Looney Bin. Um, I'm going to be doing a one-off show. Um, going to have some good stand-up, maybe some other special surprises for you guys. Uh, Not hopefully. It is. It is happening. It will be. Yes. It will be. Do or do uh, not. There is no try, sir. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you can uh, always, if you want to see somebody be a super nerd, you can see him on uh, the YouTube series uh, Brain Trust with Michael Brown. Oh, I'm a multi, as, as Kayla is as well, a multi-time winner, uh, multi-time winner of the Brain Trust. Actually, he and I met on Brain Trust. That's true. He beat me that episode. I'm glad you said uh, Josh Ogle beat me. What is what is <laughs> Brain Trust? Is that a show? It's a it's a web series. It's a YouTube game show web series. It's like pop culture uh, and nerd themes. So every episode there's a theme and you do trivia about it. So he beat me on the Adult Swim episode of it. Oh now, shit! Now we first met. That was our very first time meeting. Was I him w- beating me. So I'm dating him so I can ruin him his life. Um, because as, I as revenge, yeah. it's not bad. It's a long, it's a long burn, yeah. but long the finale will be great. You yeah, know? Exactly. I'm trying to steal his trophy, but I do want to point out I have won five times. 
Oh, shit. I gotta find out what this thing is, because I might have to start whipping some ass myself. Man, yeah, check brain, it out. Yeah. yeah, Brain Trust with Michael Brown. Like, it, come on out. We have we do live audiences. Um, we do celebrity guest panelists. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's a good time. Yes. It's a really fun time. See, I've... It sucks. And, uh, you know, if you guys have anybody else, if you know anybody that would like to talk to me, you can direct them to me. Uh, I recently, and this is another thing, just of uh, I've seen, you know, Kayla and uh, DaVinci and Jay with a uh, spooky talk show. Yeah. Oh, I nice. I stumbled upon that. And, and Josh and uh, Jared. It's Jared, right? Yeah, it's Jared. Yeah, oh, Jared's so funny. Yeah, so it's like it's cool because unfortunately I haven't been able to dive in, but with social media I can kind of get around and and at least get to know a few people or at least names and see kind of what people do around here. So I'm yeah. I'm on board, man. I'm all about it. If if there's anything I can help promote, if you motherfuckers, you know, have anything at all, uh, holler at me. Uh, I'll I'll fucking talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one other thing you should check out is the uh, Monday night open mic at EJ's Downtown Eatery. Uh, it's from 7 to 9, uh, every other Monday, starting June 19th. Got it. Got it. This may be another yeah. week or two. Or two. But, um... But, um... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Getting the feedback. Okay. Okay. No, um... No, uh, quit it. Quit it. <laughs> Are y'all hearing that? Can y'all hear the echo? <clears throat> You were cutting it out for just a second there. Okay. So, no, um, no, if there's anything, any other shit that y'all would like, just uh, pass it on, man. I'm down. I want to promote anybody that's that's trying to do shit around here because I think it's awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. I will absolutely be taking you up on that. Yeah. So, y'all fucking, you guys have a good evening. Go do some work. Do some <laughs> Thank jokes. You. Make some people laugh. And uh, fucking have a good rest of the weekend for sure. Hell yeah, you, you too. too Thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, yeah no man. problem. I, I, maybe we'll do it again soon, you know? Hell yeah, it was a good time. Cool. Take it easy. You too. All righty then. So, two local funny people. Happy to have them on the show. And uh, really a good time, man. Um, follow them on Twitter. I believe Josh is at Oglewhelmed. O-G-L-E-W-H-E-L-M-E-D. Spelling bee champ, motherfucker. And Kayla is at Kayla Wa. Kayla Wa. Kayla Wa. I meant to ask you what that meant, too. I thought that was funny. It makes me think of Bruce Lee. Wa. I didn't watch a lot of Kung Fu. I'm not a big Bruce Lee fan. I don't think I've... Well, I don't think I've watched an entire Kung Fu movie. Except for Kung Pao. With Enter the Fist. And he had a talking tongue. And it would go, Yay! That shit was funny. Um, Yeah, man. It's fucking... It's almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Because this is the only time that daddy gets to fucking work on anything anymore. So, I just wanted to say, thank you for listening. Um, Have a good weekend. We got the 4th of July coming up. Do me a favor. Don't do anything stupid with your fireworks, please. 
You don't want to be an amputee and blow your motherfucking fingers off. <laughs> Catch your ass down the road, y'all. As strange as I've ever lived So you're coming along to the sideshow I'll be falling all over like dominoes For girls are sad in their eyes They're all standing around being hypnotized And walking me back to the firing line Smile to get in the door You can't give it closed anymore Tell your mom that you're gone to the freak show I'm crawling all over the carnival Just scratching a stitch in a skin I'm moaning for more of the medicine Show.